Welcome back to episode two of the Diamond Diaries. I'm James Diamond. Today we're joined by our guest Brody Green. Um, to intro Brody a little bit, Brody and I have known each other for a few years now, maybe six or seven years. Um, Brody has Sea Dog and now Sea Dog in the Park, both uh, boutique cafes in Burley on James Street and in the park of Burley Heads. Um, so today we're going to, the one question that we're going to ask Brody is how he has expanded and scaled the coffee business. Um, so to start, I guess Brody, how have you, how have you <laughs> expanded and scaled the coffee business? Um, for us, I guess it's, it's all about setting the stage to enable growth. Mm -hmm. So for what that means for me is it's, um, it's about planning. So with Sea Dog um, in the park, it's, it's been about two and a half years of, of planning that site. Mm. So two and a half years worth of negotiating with um, the Burley Bowls Club who have been absolutely incredible and extremely progressive with this sort of thing. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's, been, um, it's been challenging, but I, I think it comes down to passion as well. If, if you're not passionate, um, I would have quit the first no that I received, I think. So, yeah, definitely. You've got, so to have, got to have resilience, right? Yeah. Um, so to expand on that, you, you've gone, you've, how did you start Sea Dog originally on James Street? So I was completely bawling on a budget. I had no money. Um, I had lost a, a previous uh, cafe from uh, maybe not uh, getting a, a proper contract in place yep. uh, with the landlord, yep. um, which I felt I learned quite a bit from. Gold Coast business, right? Yeah. And um, I, I ended up working for a hospitality venue for about three years. And as much as I loved it, it, it wasn't for me. So I, for the three years, I was looking for another site. Mm. And because, um, you know, the next part of, um, you know, planning it, uh, sorry, um, setting the stage, like I mentioned before, is funding. So I had no yeah. funding. Okay. So I needed to find a site that, um, you know, was small because I didn't have money for it to set it up and I needed something with low rent and low overheads. So I was looking for something that was like a hole in the wall, sort of marketplace style venue. Um, I'm, I'm used to doing uh, like pop-up markets and yep. like cafes at markets. So I was looking for around maybe five to 10 square meters for a site. Yeah, oh and, really? Um, yeah, yeah. and I remember I was on the, on the end of my bed and I was almost in tears one day because I just couldn't find anything. And then all of a sudden I was flicking through Gumtree um, and I found this space, it was four square meters. Um, it was on James Street and all it said was 150. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a week, a fortnight, a month, whatever. Um, so I contacted the real estate and um, probably three or four times, no response. So I drove straight there as fast as I could and I, I got to the site and um, the real estate came over and introduced himself because he saw me looking in the window so he assumed it was me. And um, yeah, he said, if you, um, if you want it, you've got it, but you can't do a cafe. Mm. Cannot do a coffee shop. Um, and me being me was like, well, is that because you don't think it's legal or do you, in such a small space? Or do you think it's because, um, do you think it's, there's too many cafes on the Gold Coast, which is a concern of myself because my background's coffee distribution. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it could be either of those two. And um, he, both were a concern for him, uh, but both weren't issues to me because the legality side of it you, doesn't matter about the size of the venue yeah. um, and the amount of saturation the Gold Coast has with cafes is a big concern of mine that I've always had but 
I'm a firm believer that if you're passionate about something and you've got a good concept, then I think just go for it. Mm. And it doesn't matter how many hairdressers there are or how many lawyers. Um, you know, if you're passionate, people will be able to see through that. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, if you, if you have the passion for it, you kind of, not, not to say you rise above, but people are attracted to that. They see genuine passion in yeah. it and they want to be part of it, right? Yeah. Which is, I, th- I think, why you, you, you're always so busy down there, yeah. much to my dismay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I lied to the real estate. I said I was doing a juice bar. Okay. And um, I remember the Channel 9 News um, interviewing us for this um, this cafe concept or espresso bar, hole in the wall concept, and they interviewed the real estate. And um, as soon as they asked, you know, what's it like supporting young entrepreneurs, um, starting their own espresso bar, and the, you could just see his face went white, and um, he looked like he was ready to kill me, but he couldn't do anything because he's on TV. And um, yeah, that's that's how it started. So okay. it's it's persistence and it's you know having some goals and it. I, I, persistence is the big one yeah. if you want something and you really really want it and you're very passionate you just keep going forward with mm. it until you get it mm. and, I, and I think that's kind of how I got that site a lot of business failure is is giving up right it's not yep. actually somebody coming at like they said you well you can't actually do your business idea here but you persevered and, go, and you end up go, going and doing it right totally um, is it was it wasn't an ATM wasn't it yeah, yeah it was previously a Suncorp Metway ATM yeah um, they had removed it and they just couldn't they had a jeweler that jeweler sorry that applied. Um, they had a tarot card reading place. They had a massage place, um, which they declined all of those. Mm, so mm. yeah, we were fortunate enough for them to say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you open up Sea Dog on James Street. You run that for how long until you want until until you have ideas of expanding? Three weeks until I wanted to expand. Oh really? It. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I had approached uh, the Burley Bowls Club. And um, they showed interest, which completely shocked me. I, I guess I had this preconceived idea in my mind of um, of what they were going to say, and I do that all the time, which is which is quite bad. Mm, mm. But um, yeah, they shocked me. They're just they're, they're such a beautiful bunch of people, mm. and they're very community focused, and they're super progressive, and they've just been incredible. So I approached them after a couple of weeks. Um, that fell through, and um, I just kept talking to them and they kept <laughs> talking back to me and we just had some dialogue and we just spoke over two and a half years and I was involved with some events with the um, the Bowls Club and then um, COVID hit mm. and you know we lost um, 30% of uh, the hospitality or the coffee shops I guess in Burley um, mm. and, and I think that's what kind of helped push this along. We lost so many cafes that we started to get local council on board with this idea um, our member for parliament, um, you know, the board of directors of the Bowls Club, the members, the management team, um, everyone was behind us and mm. everyone wanted to see it work because we wanted to create a space where we brought the community back to mm. um, a park or an area that just had lost everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID, yeah. COVID made a lot of, a lot of businesses and, and people stop mucking around, you know, like where, if, if not now, when yeah. kind of attitude, right? It showed... Yeah, it really shook the industry up a bit and, and showed who was serious about what. Mm. You know, with the hospitality industry, if, if you weren't serious and you didn't really enjoy it, you're out. Yeah. Like, you, it's very hard to push through um, when you don't have passion because you'll have weeks um, or months where there's not many people coming through your doors and you have to change your concept. Yeah. We were fortunate enough to, um, to have a takeaway concept, so I was lucky and, and not due to intelligence but pure luck that 
the cafe was set up as a grab-and-go site. Yeah. So COVID hits and everything stays the same for us. Yeah. In fact, we tripled um, our our uh, coffee outtake yeah. um, within a month. Yeah. Um, other cafes weren't as fortunate. They didn't they didn't adapt to the change mm. and um, they went under. Adapt and pivot, hey, two of the yep. biggest words yep. used last year, hey. So that, that leads me then into being interested in how, obviously, in startups and entrepreneurial businesses and things like that, yep. you've got a lot of key person risk, right? You've got the passion. How do you ensure that w- when you're working on Sea Dog in the park, that there's still passion and that same ethos or, or culture back at Sea Dog on James Street. Yeah, and, and that comes down to partnering with the right people. Mm. Um, and for me, it's about having the right systems in place. Um, if you don't have those two, um, you're fucked. Yeah. Because if, if your staff aren't passionate like you are, and you don't have the right systems, there's no way you can scale up. Mm. So again, we're fortunate. We've hired people that have been in the industry for five plus years. Mm. Um, you know, we've at the James Street site. We've had um, staff that've been with us for over a year now. Mm. Um, shout out to Alice. Yeah, shout out to Alice. <laughs> um, our churn rate's quite low for staff, mm. and um, we do everything that we can to ensure that um, it's a nice working environment for them. Yeah. Which Alice might disagree with me saying that right now because there's no aircon, and as we speak, there's a leaking coffee machine all over the floor. But <laughs> you know, if, if yeah, like I said, if you can't do that right. Um, don't bother scaling up because you will just yeah. you won't it won't work. You've got to have the you've got to have the passion leading from the front to attract people, but the systems for them to follow. Hundred percent to do what you were doing or have done, right? That's right. Okay, so then leading into you've got Sea Dog on James Street, you've got Sea Dog in the park. What are what are Brody Green's future future plans for Sea Dog? Uh, future plans are big for us. Mm-hmm. We want we really do want to scale up. We, um, you know, this is, I'm third generation now in coffee. Mm. Um, my grandparents started one of the first coffee distributors on the Gold Coast about 40 years ago. Mm, wow. um, my dad uh, went on his own and did his 30 years ago. And um, I'm probably the most recent. And um, it's kind of, much to my dismay, it's in my blood. <laughs> and I always promised myself I would never, I would never turn out like my family um, in the coffee industry, but here I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to go bigger. We want to, my goal is to have um, about 20 of these like unique smaller sites within yeah. Australia within the yeah. next five years. Okay. Because it um, is a very unique concept, right? Like, yeah, it, like in the market right now, you've got heaps of cafes. And as I said earlier, we're, we're super saturated mm. on the Gold Coast. And actually, we're quite saturated in Australia with coffee shops. Mm. Um, coffee capital of the world, right? Yeah. In Australia pretty well. Yeah. What we want to do differently, though, is like, you know, where Starbucks failed in Australia and mm. where Crema's declining and Gloria Jeans is declining and coffee clubs are shutting down left, right and centre. You know, we've got a, a business concept that is one-tenth of the uh, the cost of a traditional mm. cafe or franchise cafe and we produce double if not triple of the coffee that they have done over the past five or ten years mm. so what we want to be able to do is is scale up do more of these sites and and start giving customers a better choice you know our coffee we've got our own suppliers this is um, one of the other thing cool things about scaling up is that we can start roasting ourselves mm. and we have a partner roaster. Mm. Um, we want to be able to, well, we do have ethical farms that we source our coffee from. Um, right now we've got three different parts of Colombia, which you know brings out like a real Milo sort of jam aftertaste, real mm. chocolate notes to the coffee. Mm. Um, 
there's a gap in the marketplace for um, a coffee supplier or a cafe that has um, quality coffee and sustainable coffee. And that's what we want to be in Australia. Yeah. I think, like, uh, as you said before, with, with coffee clubs and things like that, they, they have their systems. They've got their, their big corporations. They've got great systems. But in those big corporations, they lose the passion or they, for lack of a better term, they lack being cool. Yeah, 100%. You know? And he, he's an example of that. And, and here's how out of touch these big franchises are becoming. So mm. Coffee Club, for example, um, about a year ago before they started shutting down, on a, a bu- I walked past Palm Beach and on a bus um, advertisement, it said, um, Coffee Club, wake up and smell the bacon. Um, in Palm Beach with numerous vegan restaurants, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. around near Burley with numerous vegan restaurants. Like we've got a franchise now that's so out of touch with their customer base and you can want, you know, they wonder why it's declining at such a, a high rate. Mm. And I think it's, you know, I think they're becoming stale. And mm. I think there's room now for a newer, younger business to hit the marketplace um, with proper coffee. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Well, excited for you going forward. Big, big 2021, big 2022, big 2023. Yeah, fingers up. crossed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always, always. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, mate. For coming in. Cheers, appreciate it, James. Thanks for having me. <laughs>